AI in Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host, Bar Kelly, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldus.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Today's episode, my guest is Mike Tamir. Mike is the head of data science at Uber ATG. I had a chance to speak with Mike at ODSC in San Francisco recently. And in the show, we'll talk about his learnings in applying deep learning to article embedding for fake news, emerging trends in AI and data science that excite him, and what advice he offers to those looking to enter the world of data science. You're listening to the AI in Action podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. Today's guest is Mike Tamir from Uber ATG. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Mike, tell me a little bit about your journey to data science and later tell me a little bit about uh, your talk today. Yeah, so um, my, my journey to data science uh, was, uh, I, I guess I started in a time when um, data science was not actually a formal profession. I, I got my, my job offer and, I, and it said I was a data scientist and I turned to my wife, I said, data scientist, what's that? Um, so you know now it's a little bit uh, more of a well-defined field, and um, you know there there are more well-defined education um, programs around it, uh, which which I've I've been a part of uh, helping to helping to define. Um, but the uh, you know the really short answer is that I, I just got really lucky and jumped in a, jumped into it from more of a physics background at the right time. <laughs> yeah, so you did a PhD in physics. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, in uh, actually philosophy of physics, um, it's from from, uh, from University of Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's a very technical program, um, but I, I was actually funded from the philosophy department, and then got degrees in the physics and in the math departments as well. Um, and uh, sometimes I like to joke. I, I I used to to get my very generous graduate stipend. I, I would teach. Uh, every once in a while, I would teach an ethics course, and we'd be teaching the trolley problem before anybody even dreamed of Uber, let alone self-driving Uber. And so, <laughs> um, you know, that's why maybe that's why I got the job. I like to joke because uh, I knew all about the trolley problem before yeah, they worried about it. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good problem. Uh, tell us about um, being the head of data science at Uber ATG, and what does that actually involve? Yeah, so we've got several different um, uh, aspects to. Uh, ATG, there's uh, there's the car itself, right? This the autom- the, the AV system. There's the, um, the, the there's the marketplace, which is sort of like you know Uber is a marketplace. It connects uh, riders and drivers, and, and ultimately um, you know the the uh, Uber will uh, Uber ATG will will connect um, riders and, and and autonomous vehicles is is the vision. Um, and then there then there's also um, all the things that surround that, um, you know, around safety, around simulation, around um, testing, and, and so um, you know, data scientists in ATG uh, really uh, participate in each of those um, those aspects. Tell us a little bit about the talk today. So you spoke about applying deep learning to articles, embedding for fake news evaluation, and um, what does that mean for people listening in, and what did the journey? look like and some of the challenges that you probably uh, came and that you probably would have been aware of and maybe some kind of new challenges that kind of caught you from surprise and the importance of asking the right question. 
Yeah, questions. yeah, um, and that that was uh, that last one in particular was what really attracted me to the problem. Um, over the past five years, we've we've had a um, a revolution in the ability to um, to work with text. Uh, we can do things now that we just couldn't possibly have dreamed of doing, at least not in 2018, um, if you'd asked me in 2012. So that in itself is, is, is something that, that uh, you know, technology looking for, for a problem, right? Um, but I think what, what really, um, really attracted me to the problem was that uh, it felt like, um, you know, that a couple years ago, really, to where, where we started, um, you know, a lot of the the major players have been working and trying to solve this fake news problem, um, and it, it isn't really well defined, or hasn't been well defined. But one of the aspects to this is maybe trying to create um, an algorithmic truth detector, um, and that's been really, really difficult. That's been a hard problem to solve, and for good reason. Um, you know, one of the one of the major reasons for that is, um, you know, truth is hard in order to um, train an algorithm. Uh, to do the job of journalists, you, you need to somehow get this information of all, all of the of, of what the world is like and cross-reference that. And maybe you can do that um, with historical facts if you're um, if you have a, a knowledge base uh, and, and, and you you can you can sort of compare factoids of um, you know what, what's being slated and you can extract that algorithmically with what's in your knowledge base. But um, that's going to be difficult to do with news, with, with new things, because those new things are not going to be in your knowledge base. Uh, this seemed like a problem that um, with, with a little bit of, of um, uh, coming at it from a slightly different angle, um, suddenly we're in a position to solve it. And, and, uh, and how did you come at it from that slightly different pivot? And how did you kind of work out that you needed to have that different uh, because a lot of people already would have went that 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 different way. Yeah. So so what I what I was focusing on when when um, we first started working on this is actually not thinking about it from the the dimension of evaluating truth and falsity for all the reasons I just mentioned, um, but instead thinking about it from the from from the human side of it um, and and uh, as as humans uh, you know it's it's a pretty well uh, well studied phenomenon that humans don't react well. They, 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 they actually um, they, they lose cognitive capacity when, um, when they're emotionally triggered in certain ways. Um, and so, so uh, if you're angry, if you're, um, if, if you're, if you're afraid, um, if, you, if you feel like you're short on time, your ability to think and reason about what you're reading um, actually, uh, actually decreases. I can imagine. I can. I'm just thinking back of all the bad decisions I've made in, the, in that context. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. And and uh, you, you can you might think about if you've ever been in a heated debate with somebody. Um, you know, it actually becomes harder, and you end up maybe trying to push for. Um, you, you, know, you you stop you stop thinking about it like a scientist. Um, particularly when you're under time pressure to make a decision on something. Mm -hmm you're just going with emotion because you just want the decision done or you've got decision fatigue. Or, yeah, or if you're, if you're angry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, so the hypothesis, which was not, you know, it was something that we really um, did need to, need to validate. It wasn't a foregone conclusion. So we, we built simpler models to, in the beginning to, to actually validate this hypothesis. And then we've been working um, in the you know, year and a half since to you know, build a more and more sophisticated versions of this until we're you know, trying to push those bounds. Um, was that maybe a good approach, or at least one part of a solution to fake news, is 
to approach it from uh, detecting manipulation, trying to uh, detect or see if an algorithm can detect um, when those emotional uh, trigger phrasings um, are, are there. And, and uh, maybe it's possible for an algorithm to actually sort through um, those distinctions, right? When is, uh, when is, an, when is an article uh, written uh, um, in, a, in the style and the way that, that's uh, making room for the reader to make their own decision with, the, with, with their full capacity? And when is it designed to um, encourage the reader to react? And, and you say it so, this comes off your tongue, but I'm guessing it probably wasn't that simple, kind of working through all those different challenges and the different ones that popped up. Uh, was there any kind of major learns from going on that journey? Um, so there's certainly things that I, I think we benefited from um, by, by approaching this uh, in the right way. So, um, well, well, you know, the, the, the talk we just did, um, yeah, we, we gave a very um, complex, multi-layered, uh, you know, uh, millions of parameter, um, neural deep learning uh, neural net uh, recurrent neural net uh, architecture um, that wasn't the place where we started <laughs> uh, and and I, I you know I've learned from years of, of, of making mistakes maybe uh, um, that you, you really uh, you know sort of second nature now that that um, you want to build the simplest thing possible and then iterate from there yeah uh, because so many people <laughs> don't start simple mm -hmm. it just gets complicated way too soon yeah and, yeah. then, and then you're in this a big mess. Yeah. Uh, and, and by doing that, you might think it, you're, you're, you're maybe, maybe you're wasting your time, right? You're building a model that you're then going to throw out. Um, it turns out that, that sometimes you can actually reuse what, what you got from there, even if, if what you got from there is, 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 is more than just the, what you learned. Um, and so getting, you know, being able to figure out that it's worth pursuing with more sophisticated um, method, methods was valuable. After you finished working on the problem, did you ever think of any other interesting use cases that you could apply this to? Oh yeah, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we're finished. Uh, we're, we're in, <laughs> in process. So, uh, uh, definitely, we, we wanted to make sure to put that, uh, that beta sticker up there. Maybe it's just even alpha, I don't know. <laughs> um, depends, the, on what, depends on what mood you're in. Right, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, the the yeah yeah. So so I wouldn't say that we're finished, but different use cases. There there are there are several that I'd like to see it. Um, you know, one might be just um, being able to 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 um, detect what you, what you're reading. Um, so when um, I, I have I have my go-to sites for getting news um, and sources for getting news, uh, but I also often, especially in social media uh, world. Uh, you are often exposed to sources, um, authors, sites, domains that you're not familiar with and that you haven't vetted with years of building credibility, you know, where, they, where they, the, the sources spent years building credibility in your judgment. Um, and it's just so hard to know. Well, I've, I've often wanted to, to turn to the person next to me and be like, is this, is this author for real? Is this, is this a genuine bona fide one? Maybe I'll Google and see if they have a Wikipedia page, see if we can get information there. Maybe I'll look for other articles they've written. Um, and, and so having a tool for the user, the end user, to, to kind of see, um, just do a quick filter, is this, um, is this something that's trying to, um, do, do, to, trying to present the facts in a way that, um, that 
lets me make the decision or trying yeah. to manipulate me, that's one use case. Um, that's maybe the main use case, actually. Yeah. Uh, another one is uh, fake news travels faster, there's studies, than, than real news. Um, and so adding some friction, and this is something where um, you know, I'd love to be able to add buttons where you can, um, if somebody posts something and you're not sure, you can uh, kind of press a button and have uh, Walt, the faker fact AI, just check it and, and maybe post a reply. So that way, uh, anybody who wants to forward it um, is at least forwarding it with that, that full disclosure, like the nutrition facts, so to speak, of what they're, uh, what, what they're reading included. Yeah, because it, it, once it's serialized, everyone wants to kind of jump on just to, even if it's just an interesting story, even if it's not real, they're, they're kind of like just want to find out. Mm -hmm. And then if you can actually yeah. stop that occurring, yeah. to save so much time and effort. Or at least have, um, have, have the evaluation included yeah. uh, with what's shared. Yeah. You, you're actually very passionate about sharing very relevant content a lot. And anyone that would follow you on LinkedIn, for example, could see the following you would get and the positive feedback you get from the insightful comments or sharings that you have. How do you decipher who do you think is worthwhile sharing or their content or engaging and keeping up to speed with the day job but also reading and, and kind of looking what else is out in the market because everything is changing so quickly. Yeah, well, um, and you, you'll probably be able to, to detect that I, I don't really post three times a day. I, I actually buffer it up and so usually when I have time I will go through my, uh, my, my store of articles that I, that I, that I want to read and I'll, I'll read through them quickly. Some of them I study very carefully because they're they're complex and they need that they deserve that attention. Some some of them less so. Um, and then that's the uh, that's the filtering mechanism I use. And then uh, if I like it, I, I I also share it. Or even maybe sometimes I don't like it, but I think it's worth sharing. <laughs> yeah, it is begrudgingly, but you think it's worth worth yeah. perspective on it. At lit at for for data scientists in the world today, they're kind of making the journey. They're, they're working on different data sets. They're coming in and the role can be kind of glamorous, uh, very maybe make for glamorous. <laughs> and sometimes they can do a lot of data janitor work and kind of getting data fit for purpose and might necessarily get to work on the models that they read about and kind of have the environment that they really kind of aspire to. What, what kind of uh, advice would you offer to them or people making that transition or working in that area, particularly maybe from academia into mm -hmm. industry? Um, yeah, well, I, I can say from uh, you know, as someone who comes into to often um, define and, 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 and build teams, one of the first uh, parts of the playbook, so to speak, is, is actually to look at the data and maybe invest most of your resources in data engineers versus data scientists. Um, the first year, maybe, maybe even more than that, um, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be really valuable uh, to to the data scientists on the team because you need to be able to um, do everything you can to prepare, pave the way for your, um, for your team to be effective with the data. Um, if you can't access it, then, or, or, or maybe it's, it's um, you need to do a lot of work in order to get it ready. So those people are really kind of laying the pipes and building the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that's the importance of that side of it. Yes. Is there any questions that you think data scientists should probably ask before they go into a new role? That is probably really kind of clarify with the with the employer in terms of the journey. Um, it could probably save a lot of time and effort. Yeah. So so um, asking about the data. Um, if you say, do you have data? You'll, you'll hear 
Um, maybe if, if it's a startup and they're really honest, maybe the answer you will hear a no. Um, often the, the, the first answer it's like saying, is this a good company to work at? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the default's going to be yes. So you, I, I would uh, not just ask, um, do you have data? Or some, one of these generic questions, but I'd ask um, as much as you can, you know, probably four or five questions deep before you're really going to get to the, the truth of it. Is there anything that's particularly interesting to you in the, the current market uh, in terms of the models that are happening and terms of the applications and use case that you're, you're, you're thinking is pretty exciting? Um, well, I, I, I continue, and maybe this, uh, this is uh, evident from, from the things I've been focusing on uh, with my lab work, including the Baker Effect project, to be just fascinated by what we can do with text. Um, and every year, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, I look back at what we, what, what we as a community, what the machine learning community has accomplished um, throughout that year, and and and, and uh, reliably, um, reliably astounded that we were able to make so much progress. Um, you know, I guess maybe my expectations have increased so much. I should be less astounded at the end of 2018. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a hard one to know. And mm -hmm. um, where where do you see the autonomous vehicles? hitting the road of San Fran, do you see the next three years, five years, is, is, is legislation going to stop us seeing it sooner? Um, so I, I can't really speak to that, but uh, y y you know, le legislation is, uh, um, is, is one part of it. Um, certainly uh, it, it would be nice to see um, more clarity for the, indi for the industry on what the expectations are. Okay. You're listening to AI Mentors. I'm speaking with Mike Tamir, Head of Data Science at Uber ATG. And Mike, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. AI Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. For more information, contact mark at aldus.com. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.